Hi everyone, this is Lisa Welsh with Vitality Farms, and welcome to Microgreens for growers and consumers. Thanks again for tuning in everyone. Today I'm going to be talking with Matt Kircher. He owns Kircher Family Farms out in Pinellas County, and he grows inside of a growing container. It is a very cool establishment that he has. His containers are super neat. Lots of things I've never seen before happen over there. And I thought I'd just let him share some insight with you for the day. So Matt, my first question is, how long have you been in business? And tell me about how you got into the business. So I've been in business now for uh, four years. It just came up on four years as a legitimate business and as a hobby uh it was about 10 years prior to that uh as a hobby i just started building uh building systems in my backyard garage pool deck um i did a few little uh systems for like boys and girls clubs so that's kind of how i got started um but kind of even backtracking you know it really got started when my wife and I took our kids to uh, Epcot. We did the uh, the land exhibit, and I was like, "Oh, I, I can build that and do it better." So, <laughs> I know people who have that mindset too. Yes, I do. Have you seen my backyard yet? Did you see the pictures I posted? Yeah, awesome. yeah. You did the uh, the raised garden bed the other day. I painted one, yes, but however, my husband has. Uh, a collection out there of things i don't know what he's going to do exactly he was just asking me for more money about 20 minutes ago and i was like oh you need money how funny <laughs> let me laugh at you talk to you later <laughs> um yeah he's got he's i don't know what he's doing so i try to stay out of it i'm yeah. sure he probably stayed out of what you were doing too sometimes because she's like i don't know what's going on outside i'm just gonna stay <laughs> so no i mean my, my wife and i we have a good you know relationship as far as as how how things run with the uh the farm and everything like that so now i know but other people may not know so you and your wife run your business and you are um microgreen and hydroponic lettuce growers right that'd be probably uh, yes yes so we do uh hydroponic microgreens we do uh hydroponic head lettuce um i have done uh herbs in the past uh inside the shipping containers that I have, but the demand, the demand at the time was for lettuce. So that's just what we switched to. Well, that's important. It means you were listening to the market and then you listen to the market, then you know, you give the customers what they want because it's the only way you're gonna stay in business, really. Yep. yep. So now you've been in the business for four years, matter of fact. Um, so you've seen some different changes and some trends. Like you were here well before COVID. And I mean, I don't know, just from my observation, I started before COVID as well, but not much before that. And I will say, I noticed a lot of people come into the industry. A lot of people are already gone from the industry, um, especially some of the new farmers. Have you noticed, I mean, has there been lots of swings like that with people coming in and out? Well, uh, restaurants, are you talking about restaurants talking about or? Growers, more growers. It seems like there's um, influx. I mean, I think during COVID, you know, everybody, you know they're trying to meet the demand of of you know the food supply got shattered um literally it, it went from you know 70 miles an hour down to a, a a brick wall in a matter of a week um so you know restaurants had to 
shift gears almost overnight. You know, people lose jobs and, you know, they're trying to come up with, with ways to, to stay afloat. Um, so, I mean, you know, and, and you just fill the gaps. Um, you know, you fill the gaps wherever there is one. And, and I, I think that's what a lot of people were doing. And, uh, you know, as time went on, you know, the, you know, you make it or you fail. And that's kind of just, you know, cyclical in business. Right. So have you seen your business or did your business crash with the restaurants too or no? Um, so I have contracts with hospitals and assisted living facilities. So it was, um, there was a decrease in the demand in lettuce we shut down our microgreens container because uh, when you sell to the restaurants and then they switch everything to a to-go, uh, microgreens doesn't exactly work. Right. You got steam from heated food inside insulated containers and, and it won't last more than five minutes before the microgreens would wilt. So we shut that container down for about five weeks or so uh, we put it through a, like a cleaning and, and sterilization process. We washed all of our um, grow trays. We washed all of our uh, HVAC uh, windsock uh, ventilations in the container. So that's what we did. And then uh, obviously, you know, we were busy with, with other accounts that we had. So do you find that like growing in a in a, like you grow in basically it's like a shipping container it's very very nice i've seen it and uh yeah. so do you find now you've grown in other ways too now that i know so what do you find to be the best most efficient way to grow do you think it's really the container any vertical farm anything that you build or design or buy is going to have its own set of challenges complications good and bad. I designed my first uh, vertical farm before I moved into to shipping containers. We were in a 2,000 square foot facility and I built vertical racking systems with uh, hydroponic rafts that were five, five, six um, racking systems tall on, on pallet racking that you would get from uh, like Home Depot that you would see the two by fours, all of that on. Um, and then from there, you know, I had to go out and get big, huge commercial blowers for huge, you know, greenhouse operations just to be able to get oxygenation to each, to each raft, um, and being able to, to build manifold. It was a challenge. Um, it was a challenge and. You know, when I needed to expand again, because I ran out of space, I'm like, well, I mean, I, I you know, I, I could build again and, and try and design the system again, or I can find something where the engineering is already there and you have the, the biological support and the engineering support um, to go, to go with it, so. That's kind of the route that I chose. Hmm. So are you looking back? So you're, you're happy sales have now picked up. I'm assuming we're in March. So 
Just yeah, so we're in March. Yeah, so so sales have picked. Uh, it's almost a picked. year ago. We got shut down. Think about it. It was about a year ago. It was about a year ago. Uh, right, right now, actually, when when every day, you know, restaurants are now closed, bars are closed. Two days later, gyms are closed. You know. Yeah. So, but you know, fortunately, we have um, you know, you know our governor. He, he opened didn't let things us shut up down. Quickly. After, well, I mean, whether you agree with it or, or disagree with it, um, you know, the main thing was, you know, to get, get things back, you know, back as fast as possible. Yeah, I live. I talk to people now in other states, and they're like, "Well, we're," sh I, they're like, "Well, we're, we can't go anywhere. We're on lockdown." I'm like, "Lockdown from what?" They're like, yeah. "Covid." I'm like, "Dude, I think we were shut down for like four days. Like, I don't even yeah. remember how little it was, but it was so not enough, and we were considered essential anyway." So it was just, it seemed almost minute, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So the state of Florida, they gave me a, um, like a certificate to the, the Department of Agriculture. And they said, here, put this on your, uh, on all of your vehicles that you, you travel in, employees, all of that, put the logo in the corner. If it gets really, really bad and, you know, you have law enforcement out, uh, you know, stopping people or patrolling the streets, they're like, this is your get out of jail card. Uh, so it, it was nice to have that, you know, but, um, you know, just in case, but nothing ever happened. Yeah, it's it, nice. So now are you thinking that business is going to start to pick up now? So what are you going to do to start increasing your business now that we're, we're back? If you got your normal accounts kind of back and everybody's getting stable. Yeah, so we got normal, all of our normal accounts are, um, are back. Uh, that picked up right around uh, August, September of last year um the microgreen business is back you know we we pick up uh accounts here and there so we've got new accounts um three or four new microgreen accounts and then we're looking at uh expanding our lettuce um, operations uh possibly going into spring mix so uh -huh. so would you get another container or would you yeah, so we would get more containers and we would we would uh, piece it together. It would almost be like the, the containers make up a building at that point. Whereas when you and James have come out, they're, all, they're you know, individual containers. So this would be more uh, uh, pieced together. It would look like a, a facility, you know, when it's done. Gotcha. That'd be nice. That'd be really cool. I can't wait to see it. You know I'm coming to see it, right? Yeah. James and I will come on up. I will say that, so we met you um, when we were searching for radish. We had just picked up a big customer, or, you know, to us, we're a new farmer, so we're a big customer, and we had a demand uh, for a customer need that was we couldn't met, we could meet. So we either had two choices. We could tell the customer we can't, we can't get you these radish because we sold them out, or we could literally call all the other farmers that we knew and bag to see if anybody had any radish and you totally came to our rescue um, yes and i appreciate that i know I, i've done that many times i know we've come to you for a few weeks as a matter of fact because she liked your radish so much we had to actually get your type of seed from johnny's as opposed to the ones we were getting from truly um yeah and it, it, it's fun but i do believe that all of the, the farmers especially the microgreen farmers should try to meet that need and when when we don't have something, I think we should work together to try to get that customer what they want, as opposed to just saying, I don't have it and hang up the phone and have them. So that's, 
that's a big problem um just in general with with farms i i know you've seen it you know everybody's kind of you know especially the main you know the the farms that raise 30 40 50 million dollars you know at the snap of a finger they all they all keep uh all of their information private you know, no nobody's shares anything. Nobody's willing to share anything. Uh, it's all proprietary, you know, software. Which, you know, you can say it one way or another, but it, it's really, you know, it, it does the same function. You know, it, it's just their version of it. You know, it's, it's like Microsoft Windows and, and you know, and Apple. It, it does the same thing at the end of the day. Right. So, right. I really don't see the need as to why people need to hide behind, you know, intellectual property or patents or or anything like that. Yeah, you know me, I like to share everything. everything. Yeah. <laughs> Too much so, according to my husband, but you know, whatever. Potato, potato. Um, so, I usually keep my episodes pretty short and kind of sweet for my customer or for my, not my customers, for my listeners, because... Uh, I like to keep things short because when I drive, I don't drive very far. So, um, is there anything like you'd want to say to like a new grower or somebody who's trying to start and get into this industry? I had a text message come through today. Another grower wants to start up in, uh, Orlando and wants to know what I would recommend. And so I'm asking you, Matt, cause you've been in the industry for four years. What would you say to a new grower who wants to get into this industry? Because I will tell you a lot of them think it's quick money and I disagree with that yes. statement. It's yeah. So it, it, it's not um, it's not quick money um, at all. You have to go in with a solid business plan. Um, a solid business plan. You make connections. You make contacts. You call up restaurants. You know in your area. You find what you want to grow. How you want to grow it. You look at your competition. What are they doing? And what am I doing differently? that's how you market yourself because nobody can market nobody can market you nobody can market your business better than you can so the more a chef sees an owner in person the more you know the more that relationship is going to go in the long term in your favor yeah i agree with it I laugh because a lot of people don't know about writing a business plan or even like there's something else I had to do. I said, oh, I checked with everyone to see if anybody applied for the agriculture exemption. In Florida, you can get this egg exemption on your for your taxes. And, and there's a tangible exemption, too, that comes next month. But, I, you know, one person come back, got back to me and said, yeah, I did it. And I was like, out of 140 farmers in Florida, I hope that more than just one person did it because it's an exemption that we can use. But I didn't yeah. do it, so I'm no better than them because I literally just missed the deadline <laughs> myself. You know, we're not perfect. Yeah. I mean, you get caught up, you know, you get caught up in business, you know, and all of that. And, and I mean, you know, the way the way I looked at it, like, you know, nobody, nobody really cares, you know, until you make your first million dollars. Like, nobody cares. Then... You know, then everybody comes out and, oh, you, 
you need to be doing this and you need to be doing that <laughs> um and and that's really you know that's really the truth um you know that's really the truth it, it was it was told to me when i started um you know and and i'm sure you you know you guys did the same thing you call up the, the florida department of agriculture hey what do i need to do to you know be a grower i got transferred through like five or six different departments and they're like just i don't know they're like you know you just get passed around yeah. i call usda and that's you know that's worse so i'll just do it yeah we're hoping to start well my goal is of course is to start like a uh a website where basically all the information I mean, of course, in relationship with UF or whatever, so that we can get a partnership where we can say, okay, this is what's required for microgreen growers and like really be consistent, but then even maybe more so have like, these are a set of standards that are above, you know, that are GAP certified that would be above and beyond what is required. But if you do them, then the other microgreen growers can uh, verify or whatever, like kind of like how they do for GAP, you know, we can make sure that you're doing it above board and then you get a sticker or whatever. And then that tells the chefs that you're a quality operation because the one who should be worried the most about the fact that there's little regulation for us should be the restaurant, in my opinion. And I know, I mean, health health inspectors, you know, they come down on restaurants and organizations hard for, you know, where, how old is is the product? You know, when when did you buy it? It, it wasn't labeled the right way. Um, you know, there's lots of little things that that go on that nobody really knows about and and sometimes you know like if you call a chef and he's just you know he blows you off more you know more than likely it's just because health inspector came in a few days prior or he's coming in in a few days and you know he knows that there's going to be just something <laughs> yeah there's so have you ever thought about, so now your main revenue stream basically just comes from a large contract that you have, which I'm sure you're grateful for. Have you ever thought about other avenues of like sales, like deliveries or, uh, or did you do those other revenues? Uh, what else were the things? Oh, uh, online. I mean, everybody's pretty much had to go online on some level at this point. Never, I mean, it takes a lot of time and energy to try and build up like um you know a home delivery uh service it, it takes a lot of time and energy it, it takes a lot of word of mouth a lot of marketing but i mean i i've seen it done where people are, are pulling in 10 12 grand a month in microgreens doing home deliveries and they they pedal a, a bike you know I, I've seen it done in New York um, you know I've seen it done in LA I, I've seen it done in larger cities where you know a husband and wife have essentially set up you know like a basement and they'll grow microgreens and it'll just you know they do it part-time and they're pulling in eight grand ten grand twelve grand a month in, in sales and revenue just by peddling it, you know, door to door uh, for their customers. And then they hit up, you know, farmer's markets. Yeah, I think that's more, I think sometimes people see that and I think they don't realize that where you're located makes a difference. Like, oh, absolutely. Everyone's like, well, I can do that too. You know, everyone's like, well, you can do that too. And I'm like, no, I can't. My population density would tell you 
point blank that I can't do that. Now, maybe I can charge them more, but I can't get that many customers because they're not all, you know, there in the same, yeah. you know. And then, you know, where I'm at, where I'm at in, in Pinellas County, I mean, there's a million people in Pinellas County, the Tampa Bay area, you know, like if you were, you know, Bay News 9, the viewing area, like that's five counties, including Polk, I, I, I believe. Yeah. Like there's three and a half, there's three and a half million um, people just in that viewership alone. I mean, like, you know, that's a lot of driving around if you're going to do uh, home delivery. Maybe but, that would make sense why people don't do it in those kind of larger areas or you really pick like literally a few blocks and do it that way only. But it wouldn't, not to say it couldn't be done because I've, I've thought about messing around with the um, all of the high rises that are out on Clearwater Beach because a lot of those high rise condos have three 300 people, um, 400 people in those high rises. Um, and you have three, four, five of them, you know, lined up within a mile or two. I mean, it doesn't take much on in marketing to, to put some flyers together and then talk to management. Can we put these up, you know, at the mailboxes? Because every, you know, every high rise has, has a, a, you know, central mailbox station, um, you know, with your phone number to call. So, I mean, that's, that's one way um, to certainly do things. Hmm. I'm gonna be curious if that would work or not. You're gonna have to go try it now, Matt. I, <laughs> so, I mean, that's just one thing, you know, that's just one, you know, one avenue. Um, but it all comes down to, you know, going kind of back to your business plan. What, what's, what avenue do you want, you know, if you want to go down, you know, the home delivery uh, setup, then, you know, that's, you know, that's the avenue to, to pivot halfway through or one year in and go, you know, you know, it, it could, it could cost you your business if you pivot, wow. you know, it's, it, yeah, if you pivot wrong, if it, if it's not going the way you want, you know, then you start to pivot and then it picks up on the other end and then you have to, you know, it, it happens all of the time. And then, and, and, you know, at some point you either, you know, you got to tell people like, I'm not doing that anymore or, you know. Give it back, <laughs> just to really confuse them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with us, Matt. I just, I want people to start to know there's other, you know, other Florida farmers that, you know, I'm doing it and people listen to my podcast and I want them to kind of meet other of us that are willing to kind of work together and help people. So you own um, Kircher Family Farms, right? And yes. you are an awesome microgreens farmer who grows in containers, which is uh, awesome as well, because um, I do not. Um, and you've helped us with lots of things and you're willing to pretty much help people. I mean, obviously, everybody has to always be considered that's one thing I tell people like I have a family and I have other things obligations that pull on my time so I try to be as accessible as I can without being uh, detrimental to my business or my family yeah um, but I just I'm glad you spoke with us so at least they can kind of get to hear a perspective from somebody else's side and from somebody who has containers and has been in the industry for four years well I mean well yeah so I've been at so I've 
I've been in the industry, well, I mean, well, long you, than that, really been in it for like 20 years. Four years, but I mean, the, the industry as a whole is, is, it's been almost, almost uh, 10 for me. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a saying in, in the industry, you know, that the quickest way to make a million dollars in, in vertical farming is you have to spend two. Um, <laughs> and, and I mean, that's, you know, that's the truth. Um, you know, it, it's not, you know, it's not a, a get wait, a get rich quick. There's a lot more costs associated into it, and at each level, as you as you as you phase up, as you grow a little bit, you know, sometimes the growth is 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 decent, but it's not necessarily substantial to justify literally doubling what you have to pay out now to get to the next level. But if you don't, then you're you're trapped at this level. And see, for me, I prefer to basically have a normal. I guess I prefer to just basically meet my bills. Like that's my that was my preference when I started just want to pay my bills and I don't need to make extra like I don't want to grow any bigger I want to do as much money as I can just with me running it and then when my husband got involved well that changed because there's two of us now and we could we could do a lot more so I'm sure with you and your wife involved you know you both have the capability of doing so much more now so I mean it's yeah it's definitely a challenge I mean we we our lettuce capacity is around uh 2100 heads of lettuce a week hmm. uh right now and so, you know, basically, you know, my wife, you know, bless her, cause she, she harvests all 2,100 heads. I make, uh, I make all of the deliveries. I'm doing all of the sales. Uh, the two of us, when, you know, there's an issue, you know, the two of us work together to replace, you know, replace computer cards, re replace, you know, pumps, you know, rewire, um, you know, rewire things, you know, rewire sort, uh, circuits. Um, so it's definitely, a, you know, a team effort. Um, and you're in it for the long, the long haul. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I hope you guys have a good week and I'll talk to you later. Bye.